This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Dave Woodard. Welcome back to the uh, Fight Back with Libby Snymer. I am Dave Woodard. Libby will be back tomorrow. Last month, Libby hosted an episode of the Zoomer TV show on Hydro. Uh, she talked to many experts on the topic uh, about what needs to be done, as well as CARP's VP of Advocacy, Wanda Morris. As you may well know, CARP already has a campaign going on right now. It's called Heat or Eat. It sheds light on the exorbitant hydro pro- uh, prices in this province. We have heard from you. The measures that are being taken by the provincial liberals are nowhere close to assisting you pay your bill, and more needs to be done. In 2016, 60,000 customers were disconnected from hydro. That's because they couldn't afford their bills. 60,000. Now, we don't have the numbers for this year yet, but we hope they are down at least a little. Hydro One said back in December they would stop the practice of disconnecting hydro in the winter, and the provincial liberals have asked other local utilities to follow suit. Ask, but not order. And that's a very important distinction. Some local utilities have quietly and unofficially stopped the winter disconnections, but not all. Opposition parties at Queen's Park have demanded the governing Liberals to order the Ontario Energy Board to stop this practice. But Energy Minister Glenn Tebow says he can't. Only the Ontario Energy Board has told Global News that if they get a directive from the province, they would follow it. First, I want to hear from you on this. Are you worried about your hydro getting cut off if nothing happens or if you don't pay? Should the government order the OEB stop the practice of winter hydro disconnections? Number to call is 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. Now, in the midst of all of this, PC Energy critic Todd Smith is going to introduce a bill in the legislature tomorrow to stop winter disconnections once and for all. And he joins me on the line now. Todd, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Dave, and uh, happy Family Day Monday. Happy Family Day to you. So what exactly is this bill about? Well, uh, you've described it pretty well, actually. There's a lot of people that are living in energy poverty in Ontario these days, and there are many of them that are being threatened by their local utility companies to pay up or have their electricity shut off. It's not a very humane way to live, and almost sounds like third world country that we're living in but but this is ontario where this never really used to be a problem Uh, everybody could afford to pay their electricity bill uh the government is playing a little bit of politics with uh, bill 27 uh which is currently before the legislature it's an omnibus piece of legislation that includes that order that you were speaking of 
uh, to order local utility companies to no longer cut people off in the middle of uh, winter time. Um, they are saying that it's because of the opposition parties that uh, that bill is delayed. But as I mentioned, it's a, a piece of omnibus legislation. So there are a number of different um, ministries affected, 17, I think, different ministries that are affected, everything from Ontario Place to clean water regulations and a number of others. What we're asking for is that this issue, because it is so time-sensitive, to be dealt with immediately in the legislature, and that's what my bill calls for. Now, the Liberals have offered to reopen the Electricity Act at the end of this month, but it's, uh, is that not enough? Well, uh, the weather outside is pretty nice today, Dave, but it could turn cold again at any time. And uh, and I think it's really important that, uh, that this be dealt with now. Actually, this probably should have been dealt with back in the fall, uh, but the government uh, decided to play around with this and bury it in omnibus legislation. And when the Energy Minister, Glenn Tebow, says that he doesn't have the power to order the Ontario Energy Board to do this, uh, he's not telling the truth. Uh, this government has... Uh, issued over a hundred different directives to the Ontario Energy Board over the last 10 years to deal with all kinds of different things. And so he does have the power to do this. They have a majority government at Queen's Park. The Liberals do. Uh, This didn't need to be buried in a piece of legislation and should have been dealt with in the fall, and it would have received support from the Conservatives and the NDP at Queen's Park. I can't speak for the NDP, but I know uh, in talking with them that uh, that they are supportive of this. It's just not a humane way to treat our citizens in the province. Now, Hydro One, the biggest supplier of hydro in the province, as well as other smaller local utilities, uh, have started to end this practice of winter disconnection. So do we really need to spend the time on legislation? Well, as you mentioned earlier, there are a number of local utilities that uh, aren't following the same direction that Hydro One has taken. And you can understand in a way why not all of them are as large as Hydro One. Hydro One obviously is the largest. Uh, They can withstand uh, carrying the debt load, perhaps, that uh, some of the smaller utility companies can't. Uh, I I think what really needs to be talked about here, Dave, is the fact that electricity is just so expensive in the province of Ontario today. Ten years ago, this wasn't a problem, but because of decisions that were made by the Ontario Liberal government, the price of electricity is now the highest in North America, and there are people falling behind on their hydro bills. And when you're talking about receiving a bill of $1,000 a month, and I know that might make a lot of jaws drop across the GTA, but there are people living in rural Ontario that are getting hit with utility bills, electricity bills, in the neighbourhood of $1,000 a month, and they're living on fixed incomes. I was just up north with our leader, Patrick Brown, last week, and uh, we were in the small community of Cochrane. There were a couple of elderly folks who were sitting at the table with their hydro bills in hand, uh, $600, $700, and they're living on CPP and their OAS. Those aren't going up nearly as quickly as their electricity bills. So uh, they're finding it very, very difficult, especially in the winter months, to heat their homes and keep their bills paid on time. I'm glad that you brought up the the issue of cost, because during our uh, panel we we, uh, had here at uh, Zoomer TV last month, uh, one of the things that Wanda Morris, the VP of CARP, uh, VP of Advocacy for CARP, brought up was a cost-per-user type system. So if you use the bare minimum electricity, you have to pay one rate. If you have to use more, you pay more. Is that not something that could be considered? Yeah, I think fairness uh, would go a long way in this, that's for sure. Uh, Right now, 
uh, depending on where you live, you're paying a heck of a lot more when it comes to your delivery charges and uh, your, your transmission charges, your delivery charges, or, or your global adjustment if you're a, a business in rural Ontario. So uh, depending on where you live, um, you're paying far more for your delivery charges uh, than you are for the actual electricity that you're using. So in the case of that poor couple that I was speaking with in Cochrane the other day, uh, they use a very, very bare minimum of electricity, but the delivery charges that they're paying for that electricity far outpaced the price for the electricity they're using. So, for instance, their electricity might have been $140, uh, but their delivery charges were in the neighborhood of $250 for a 400 $500 bill. So when you factor in the debt retirement charge and, and the right. HST and some of the other uh, prices that are included in the hydro bills. So um, delivery charges are a big, big problem, particularly if you're a low density user in rural Ontario. And Todd, we're going to take a call. From Jim in Hanover, go ahead. Yes, uh, thanks Dave for taking my call. Um, the part I don't understand is like we have another company around here besides hydro called West Hero. Yep. And uh, they don't come under the regulations of, uh, of the wind government. If they don't want to stop cutting off people's hydro, they can continue to cut them off. And these are families that maybe have small children. Children are suffering, and uh, we seem to be looking after the refugees coming in better than our own people that live in rural areas. Jim, thanks for the call. Now, Todd, that does fall under the OEB, does it not? Yeah, Westerio is uh, one of the companies that would be ordered by the Ontario Energy Board uh, to stop the practice of cutoffs if the Minister of Energy wrote a letter to the OEB demanding that this practice stop occurring. And uh, so, so that's one of the things that uh, we can do tomorrow in the legislature, and one of the things we're trying to do in the legislature tomorrow when the House resumes, is to force the Energy Minister to write that directive to the OEB to stop the practice, like Westerio, and that's one of the few uh, utility companies in the province that still cuts people off in the wintertime. There's been a number of stories. Uh, I was just told the other day from one of my colleagues, uh, uh, Lisa Thompson, who's the MPP over in Huron-Bruce, about uh, an elderly gentleman who's doing the best that he possibly can to pay his electricity bill. He owed $220 on his bill. He only had enough to pay $90 toward the bill, but the company cut him off anyway, in spite of the fact that he was trying to make every effort that he could scrape the money together to pay his electricity bill, he was cut off. So those are the kinds of horror stories that we've been hearing in the hydro sector over this past winter. Now, let me play devil's advocate for just a minute, okay? So in a lot of countries, if you don't pay hydro, even in this one, if you don't pay for hydro, well, then you don't get electricity. Uh, if you don't pay for rent, then you get tossed out of your apartment. If you don't pay your mortgage, you have to foreclose. And in very few cases, can you get any reprieve? So how is this any different? Yeah, I think just because of the the, the, the skyrocketing price of electricity, Dave, in Ontario and the, and the mistakes that have been made by our very own Liberal government that have led to this energy poverty, it's hard to blame a senior who's living on a fixed income who's doing everything they possibly can, including unplugging their radio. God forbid they unplug their radio during the day. <laughs> uh, but, but, but they're unplugging their lights. They're unplugging their, the utilities that they're, or the uh, appliances that they're not using to try and save but 
even then, because of the delivery charge or the global adjustment charge, which includes all of these liberal mistakes, whether it's the canceled gas plants in Mississauga and Oakville at over a billion dollars, or these green renewable energy contracts that come with huge, huge subsidies that the Auditor General has told us we've already paid $33 billion more than we should have, and we're about to pay $133 billion over the next 15 years for these contracts, I, I find it difficult to penalize seniors living on fixed incomes when they're getting hit with these kind of huge increases month after month. Now, you were saying earlier that Glenn Tebow, all he has to do is issue a directive to the Ontario Energy Board to get this stopped. What reason would he have not to give the directive if not for you know, a law that says that he can't? Yeah, I, I don't know. He's, he has said uh, for the last couple of weeks since this uh, issue came up, um, that that it's because the opposition parties aren't going to pass Bill 27 in the legislature. Um, but clearly he can issue that directive if he wants to. And, and uh, you know, I, I just saw a report uh, on one of the news stations yesterday saying, absolutely, if the minister decides that he wants to um, issue this directive, he can do it. They have done it, as I said, over 100 times. I think maybe um, that that they're using this, to play politics um, and maybe distract away from the fact that people can't afford their electricity bills and, and, and focus on the fact that their electricity is being cut off. Is that a win for the Liberals? I would say no, uh, but, but it does uh, you know, um, divert us away from talking about the skyrocketing price of electricity a bit. Um, I, I would suggest that the smart thing for the minister to do tomorrow would be to support the motion that's put forward on the floor of the legislature to uh, issue a directive to the OEB immediately. Now, the Liberal government has, okay, they've they've gotten rid of that 10% discount that we were getting as of uh, last year, but they've taken the, an 8% rebate off, and they promise that they're going to do more to make hydro bills uh, a little more uh, easy to pay. Can we not just wait until that comes out? Um, I would say no, and, and I don't know exactly what the Liberals are going to do to um, address the skyrocketing cost of electricity. From what we've been able to ascertain so far, it seems like uh, they're willing to play a shell game and, and maybe move some money around and not deal with the underlying problem, which is the fact uh, the decisions that they've made have caused electricity to rise. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.